Hello and welcome back to Media MD, the podcast where each fortnight we prescribe each other a piece of media that we have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And uh, this week, Elliot, we're taking a look back at Broadchurch. Um, yep. So I've watched it, some of it. Actually, let's just start off by saying how far did I get. I, I finished yeah. the first season and then I'm like three or four episodes into the second season. Um, okay, and I will so, have things to so say we'll about probably, that soon. Yeah, but I guess so in terms of spoilers, it's it's probably mostly the end of season one that is going to be yeah. getting... And, and I, I'll probably touch on like the first two episodes of season two, um, just because I yep. think there are things in there that are indicative of, of things that I want to talk about with the show. But um, Sure. Yeah, we, we definitely won't be diving any further than that. Um, so just to demonstrate our willingness to spoil this, let's do a plot summary. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll summarize this, the plot of season one, I guess. So it, yeah. it follows uh, Detective Alec Hardy, who, who's a new detective who comes to this town um, to... Uh, it, it's kind of unclear whether he comes because of a case or he comes right before a case kicks off, coincidentally. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I I sort of have headcanoned that it was sort of like he was looking for somewhere to to sort of go to after um, the whole scandal that sort of starts to come into season two, mm-hmm. and uh, Broadchurch just sort of presented itself because of the case. Yeah, um, but yeah. The, the other character we're following is is Detective uh, Ellie Miller, who is played by Olivia Coleman, as we discussed in the prescription episode. And I yep. realized in my notes I accidentally wrote her name down as Sophie Chapman like four times, which is the name <laughs> of her character in Peep Show. So <laughs> if I accidentally do that, just just bear with me, guys. Um, uh, yeah, and she, she's lived in the town like her whole life, basically. Um, and she... Uh, is kind of the connection to the town, as we said in the f- in the first part. Um, so yeah. we follow the the death of this young boy, and we follow how how his death kind of affects the town, and it starts to unravel all the secrets of the town as these two start investigating everybody. Um, so things mm. like the dad was having an affair with with a lady who owned a hotel, and and uh, there's this weird lady who lives in a trailer park who who whose husband like murdered and uh, raped and murdered the, her oldest daughter and, and all kinds of weird things um, that, that kind of come out. And then um, at the end, we and, solve oh, the mystery. You, you forgot the, the best one, which is uh, Argus Filch and his shop. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Filch. Oh, is that Filch? Oh, my God. I was wondering where I recognized him from. Um, yeah, who uh, the guy who kind of runs the local news agents and also runs the, like, Ocean Boy Scouts called the Sea Scouts or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, turns out that he uh, had an affair with a student of his when he was a teacher and then ended up marrying her, which that was an interesting little thing, but maybe we'll talk about that a bit later. But um, yeah, <laughs> so ultimately where we get to is we find out the, at the end what happened to the the boy. And this is the first thing I want to talk about because I think this is the first problem that i had but i I, actually no i don't want to talk about it yet i want to talk about it a bit later after i've kind of set the stage for it a bit more i think okay let's talk about what i liked about this show first because there was a lot that i liked about the show overall my opinion on it is is pretty high there were just a couple of things that that really got to me when i was watching it um the the visuals of this show is it's a beautifully like made show um it, it it's this kind of seaside town uh, yeah, which, they which really I capture think, that that yeah. beauty of the English countryside. 
Yeah, and it's it's this very um, atmospheric show. It it's definitely sets an atmosphere of the town very well. Um, it has this kind of quiet town vibe, uh, and there's a lot of things that happen during like the middle of the night, and we see you know Alicardi kind of walking around through the town at night or or whatever it is, and it it's a town that definitely is able to have this kind of warm and friendly vibe while also like feels like there's shit lurking around every corner, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, which is great because that's kind of the vibe of the show as we kind of dive into the secrets of all the townsfolk. Um, so I think it's a very well shot, like well, well, well made from a visual perspective show. Um, I want to talk about a couple of, of like scenes in the show that, that really kind of hit this home to me. Uh, at the very beginning, so we, we see like the boy, the boy's death, kind of, we see parts of it. And then yeah. at the very beginning, we watch the dad, the father, um, heading to work. And it's this one shot that tracks him as he's heading through the town. And he has like two or three line interactions with most of the townsfolk that we'll meet over the course of the season. Um, and it's this great yeah. show for establishing, it's, it's a great shot that establishes like a bunch of the main characters as well as gives this town a real sense of like place. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, and cause I mean, we, we talked a little bit two weeks ago, um, about how, like, I didn't want to say that the town was uh, a character, <laughs> a character, yeah. Um, but I think I that like, so I, what, would, what would be, what would be more appropriate, I think is to say that the in town, the town is important to mm. all of the characters. And I think yeah, definitely. That, that, that's the that's the sort of difference. So as compared to, to uh, like as we discussed, Firefly, where I would say Serenity exists as its own character. In this, it's mm -hmm. just the town is important to the characters. Yeah, and even more than that, I think the town kind of acts as a as a representation of the characters. Like it has this quaint, charming, like small town feel, but then with seedy stuff happening under the surface, basically yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, um, and and obviously, as we learn more about just about every character, it turns out that they seem really nice on the surface, but there's always mm. some weird, dark secret that they've got. Yeah, almost no character gets out of this clean, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, one other shot I want to kind of point to, which I think was very interesting, this was also from the first episode, um, right after Danny is found dead, uh, Miller... Ellie Miller and Alicardi go to talk to the town. And as they're heading inside, uh, Hardy says to Miller, watch the reaction of the family because this is our best chance for them to give something away if they know something, you know? Yeah. And obviously as he's saying that to Miller, he's saying that to us, the audience as well. And so we, we sit down and we, we watch uh, yeah. Hardy tell them and then we just get a shot of the family reacting. And it's this... It's this great moment because they see it as this is your chance to like solve part of the mystery, um, potentially, and and then we just get to watch the family react, and it's it's it really engages you and it really pulls you in as a as a kind of participant in solving this mystery. Um, actually, it it led and, me straight away well, to think, oh, the dad's guilty, which is like the the red herring of the first half of the season. Um, yeah, true. And yeah, I mean, because because yeah. like I sort of said, a huge part of the the store or the a huge part of Broadchurch um, is that whole how this how this sort of tragically emotionally affects everyone, and so that's yeah. also a good way to trick you into watching them really closely, so that you're you know front and center when they all emotionally fall apart, particularly. Um, the mum, Jodie Whittaker. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's very compelling, um, especially because we've just watched for the first half of the first episode her try and figure out where her son is. <laughs> yeah, and we know that he's dead. Like because yeah. just from the fact that we know we're watching a crime drama and and we saw a kid. Um, yeah, because it's a TV show, you you sort of put two and two together, and you're like, well, yeah. obviously this is the mum of the dead kid. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, I think the first episode really does a good job of just getting you so engaged in the mystery and the characters and everything. Um, I, I, I really, really loved it. Um, let's talk about the characters a bit. I think there were a lot of characters in this that were very well developed. Uh, specifically, obviously, um, Olivia Coleman is and David Tennant are like really, really, really good actors in this, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, I know, they, right? they, they really nail it. Um, Olivia Coleman, especially. There's one moment in particular where I was just like, holy fuck. Um, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that when we get to the ending of the show. But um, even other characters who I thought would just be kind of one-dimensional, um, like the, the kind of out-of-town reporter character. There's a reporter who yeah. is a kind of like a lower tier journalist at a, a bigger paper in the city and hears about this and wants to kind of chase a story. And so she comes she comes to the town to and she, you know and chase the story. Causes trouble, basically. <laughs> yeah, from and, the and perspective basically, of the town folk. As soon as she gets there, she starts doing things that, that I immediately read as shady. Um she does stuff like take a toy from the beach where it's being left at a memorial for Danny and giving it back to the sister being like, you shouldn't leave that there. And and maybe there's some genuineness to that but when i was watching it it just kind of read as she is desperate for an in with this family and so she's doing stuff to try and get on the good books yeah no that's definitely how i read it as well like for the for most of the first season you're just like ah man screw this shady bitch like yeah she's she's all up in everyone's business causing trouble yeah but she actually started to grow on me over the course of the show just because yeah i don't know what it was just because she kept being there and she kept doing things that Maybe I, I reckon she crossed the line a few times, but she she had a consistent, well-developed character who seemed like she was, yes, trying to find a story, but also trying to genuinely do something positive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like, because she started to, you know, some of her behaviors, like she sometimes did things that maybe hurt the story, but help people and stuff. Like she, yeah. she wasn't just a story writing robot. She actually had empathy sometimes and that just helped her feel like a person and i think she's one of the best examples of of character growth over the course of the show or or kind of characters that you that you really get engaged with just because this is a well-made show um the sister of probably danny's sister is another good example of a character that i feel is just going to be kind of one note as the kind of slightly messed up sister of the victim right but over the course of the show you really do get more of a sense of what she's going through, um, especially as her parents' relationship kind of falls apart and then puts itself back together. Mm. Um, yeah, and and she ended up to me being one of I think the most reasonable characters in the show. <laughs> <laughs> We've been dancing around it for a while, so let's just talk about it. Uh, the ending of the show. So, yeah, again, spoiler alert. Spoilers incoming. Um, it turns out that the person behind it was. Miller's husband who who has kind of been engaged in the show just as a a way for Miller to bounce off her troubles with with Hardy who is a kind of frustrating boss for her as well as just with the case in general which obviously gets yep. to her because she knew the kid and and this is her town 
Well, because um, it's established that her family was quite close to like Danny's, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and like her, Danny and and her son Tom were, or everyone kind of saw them as very close friends. Yeah, and I think they were for a long time. Um, yeah. So, it, the, so it ends up being the dad and. Sorry, the the husband, Miller's husband. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. So Miller's arc throughout the season is her learning not to trust people, basically. Um, yeah. And this this resolution definitely is on theme for that. It fits the theme of the show or the, the theme of kind of Miller's growth. And, but it just, to me, it felt like it came out of nowhere a bit, I got to say. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I, I'm mixed about it because there was one time where there's one scene where Miller goes to meet her husband and Tom at, at a skate park, and Miller has a conversation with him, and and Miller's like, "Oh, so we're still kind of looking into everybody." And the dad, the the husband's like, "Oh, everybody." And Miller's like, "Oh, almost everybody." And it turns into this flirting of like him pretending he's a criminal and and her being like, "Oh, I'm gonna arrest you," in that kind of flirty way that a husband and wife, <laughs> one who is a yeah. cop, would do. Um, and, and watching that scene, I was like, oh, that's a bit weird, but you know, it's definitely not him. (laughs) Um, and, and maybe that's a reflection of, of the show kind of trying to teach me to be less trusting of characters as well. But I don't know. I feel like it fits the themes of the show, but it just felt too out of left field to be satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I I get that. Um, cause I, I just remember sort of when, it was revealed when I was watching it. I was just kind of like, well, there's no way I could have seen that coming. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, then I personally, I just immediately jumped from that to, oh man, this is going to fuck Ellie up. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it does. does. <laughs> it does. Um, and, and this is what I want to talk about. The, the One of the pinnacles of, of the acting from Olivia Coleman to me was, the scene, the scenes where she learns what's happening. Um, so Hardy tells her and then she kind of is in disbelief and she goes through all these kind of different stages of denial to acceptance um which eventually just kind of culminate in her having a bit of a freak out in the in the uh in the police station and it was you know heartbreaking (laughs) heartbreaking as it would be um it was very well acted and i I think it's interesting because as well as like being well acted, I mean, what, what always impressed me was, as I sort of brought up, these seasons were being done a few years apart and sort of between, so between these seasons, she was going back and doing things like peep show. So it's like, Mm. it's really impressive that you can get that in character and then drop out to other things and come back. And particularly it's in season two, there's other moments where both of them sort of really nail it again. And I'm, I'm always really impressed. Oh, you just recaptured that character. Like... Yeah, sometimes when I look at at uh, actors in comedies, it's like, oh, that's not that hard. I could do that. And then sometimes I look at actors in shows like this, and it's just like, oh fuck, this is a craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like wow, this is incredible. Um, yeah, it, Olivia Coleman nails it. Really nails it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I I get what you're saying about. It, the show kind of being more about her reaction to the to the unraveling of the mystery, and I agree with that. Um, and we talked about the kind of sub mysteries over the course of the season being on this scale between, 
seeded and and coming out of left field and like an example is this lady i talked about who lived in the the trailer park she's basically set up as the main suspect for us the audience the whole time yeah um and she it turns out that she was kind of involved i mean she saw something but she hasn't really been talking about it because there's this whole thing about her son being she thought her son was the murderer um but it turns out he wasn't and that felt very engaging and compelling to me because it was like plotted out for you and it was kind of seeded and you were like oh this character's interesting what's going on there um and it felt compelling as it unraveled even if it didn't ultimately end with us figuring out who the killer was whereas tom being the killer really just kind of happens um sorry joe joe uh joe sorry yeah joe the husband yeah Uh, in fact it it happens where they're just kind of hanging out and then um they find out that that danny's phone has been turned back on and they track it down and joe's just standing there and i'm like is he wait is it him what's happening i'm very confused it yeah it just felt like there was an a little extra bit at the end where he gets discovered as the killer. And it felt, I don't know, it just felt disconnected from the rest of the show to me. Yeah. No, and I definitely, it's the most, I mean, the the answers to the season two and three mysteries, which I can't really go into mm. too much, obviously. I would say they're less left-fieldy and more kind of, there's extra gotchas. Like, it's, it's yeah. sort of the people you expect to be involved, but there was a little bit more going on than just, like um, so I've, I've forgotten the name of of what they call the place where the season two stuff is going Sandbrook. on with them. Yeah, Sandbrook. Like the the Sandbrook stuff, sort of the the people who end up sort of being the people who done it. Um, they, <laughs> you know, they you sort of like, well, this is sort of the people I expected, but it didn't mm. quite happen in the way that I expected, and that's why yeah, it seemed so convoluted. And I I think that I liked those better because of that because it wasn't just. He, it wasn't just Joe. out of the field. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was more like, oh, okay, so it's just that there was more to why this happened than than I thought. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the second season. So I'm I'm like three or yeah. four episodes into it, but I I kind of have fallen off of it a bit, and I think the reason is I think there's a couple of reasons. I it feels like a second season to me. It feels like yeah, season one is here's the story we wanted to tell, and season two is. Oh shit! We were really successful. Well, here's another story. <laughs> so, um, yeah, well, because especially season two is sort of divided up into two stories. It's Joe's mm. court case, which is very much just a sort of follow-on extension of what season one was. Like it's yeah. it's not really its own thing, and it just kind of carries through. Whereas, and then the other one is is finishing off all this um is Sandbrook Sandybrook stuff Sandbrook. So maybe we should Sandbrook. explain. So yeah. Alec Hardy's plot thread throughout season one is he failed to solve the murder of, of two girls um, in a place called Sandbrook. And, and he he fucked it up. Uh, or not he fucked it up, but um, the case got fucked up under his watch and he feels very guilty for it. Um, and so and he kind of got like destroyed for it in the media. Yeah, uh, he he took the fall for it, I think, um, in a yeah, kind of yeah. act of heroism, yeah, which endears him to us, the audience. But it what well, you know, um, he so he's he's kind of escaped the city. Uh, he he's obviously had a lot of stress, 
and it's led to some medical problems, which I never really quite figured out exactly what they were. Something to do with his heart being a bit messed up. Yeah. Um, and he kind of runs away, and now he f- he finds himself in basically quite a similar situation, and because of that, he's very driven to solve it. Um, and so Sandbrook in season mm-hmm. one is this this pivotal element in Hardy's backstory that sets him up as the character that he is in the first season. Yeah, and then and in season really two, it's the, like the details. It's just yeah. it, it only exists as much as it needs to to explain who he is. Yeah, totally. Um, and then season two is like, remember Sandbrook? That's yeah. what's happening now. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I remember because season two, it doesn't really feel like it introduces anything new. It digs up Sam Brooke mm. and it drags out Joe Miller's stuff. Um, yeah. In saying that, like, I mean, that came across as probably more more negative than it should have because I still really enjoyed it. But I, I totally get what you're saying in that it, it very much feels like somebody just went through like read all the scripts to season one. It was like, what can I pull out of this to, to, yeah, turn to make a, a second season. season about? Yeah. It very much feels like the rogue one kind of thing where it's like, yeah. what's a thing in the backstory that we can expand upon here? Um, um, and I mean, I, I, I yeah, personally and, still really liked it. Um, yeah. And it's still, obviously it's still a well-made takes, show and it's still well acted. Um, and, and the Joe Miller stuff takes some interesting turns and, and Sandbrook, does but i didn't enjoy that as much i thought the joe miller stuff was actually more interesting Mm. yeah there's one more thing i want to say about this which is i I feel like in season two i don't really have like a mystery to follow along yet um so what happens in the first few episodes is joe miller is on trial and everyone thinks he's gonna plead in like guilty but he tries he pleads not guilty, surprising everyone, including his lawyer. And so it turns yeah. into this trial of him trying to contest uh, the the murder charge because, well, so far, as far as we know, it's because he thinks that being a child murderer in, in prison and, and kind of a paedophile uh, in prison is going to cause him to get fucked up and killed, basically. Um, yeah. The, uh, the other plot is Lee Ashworth, who was the prime suspect in Sandbrook that never really got uh, taken down. He's come back to try and find uh, a witness that that um, turned against him, that Hardy is trying to protect. And the episode I was ju- the the most recent episode I was watching ends with Ashworth having kidnapped the witness. And so I'm assuming f- the plot from there will kind of follow on with with unraveling exactly what's happening. And there's some hints that Ashworth is innocent and and uh, Hardy got it wrong. Um, well, but especially because it- he's so he's so obviously guilty that you just can't believe that he is. Yeah, um, if <laughs> even if he's sense, like, <laughs> even if he's not uh, guilty, he's very, very shady. <laughs> like <laughs> he's very clearly not a good person. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't feel like there's a mystery for me to uncover yet. You know, it feels like the trial's going to happen, and I like we'll see what happens with it. But there's nothing unknown about that. It's just kind of what's going to happen. You know, and and kind of the same yeah, thing and with, then with the Lee Ashworth stuff. Well, I, I guess with 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 the whole Sandbrook stuff, you. It's not until a few more episodes later that I feel like you have enough pieces to then start to theorize about what happened there. Um, yeah. Because obviously what happens at the end of season two is you get all the answers to what happened there, obviously. Um, yeah, of course. But I, you're right. Maybe it takes sort of too long. And this may have been lost on me because I just sort of binge watched the whole thing. Mm. Um, that, yeah, maybe it takes a bit longer than it should have to give you enough pieces to really start to feel like you can be a part of that. Yeah, I, I definitely, like, I, I touched on how from the start in season one, 
I'm engaged with red herrings and trying to figure out who did it and all this stuff. And it feels like there's none of that in, in season two so far. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a weird criticism to level at the show because it's obviously still well made, but it feels like the, the kind of most compelling factor about the show isn't there yet in season two. And it's, it's, it's weird to kind of keep watching it. Yeah, <laughs> like I want to sure. keep watching it to see what happens, but I also don't feel like I have that pull to keep watching it at the moment. Well, cause you'll, you'll probably be glad to hear then cause season three is quite different. Cause because sort of, yeah, again, what happened at the end of season two is they're like, well now, now we've definitely sort of run out of stuff. And so yeah. season three, I so I would describe once you've seen all three, season three kind of feels like the one that is sort of tacked on because one and two share that story. Yeah. And season three is very much it's a separate case. It's a case of rape, um, of a new character and mm. sh- that introduces a whole network of, of new characters as well. Uh and so then so you you still have characters like um like Danny's family is still sort of in it but a bit looser and mm. and more in the background and it's really more about these new characters who have been introduced and it's a whole separate crime and and so that feels it, it's much it's much more its own story season 3. Um mm, interesting. So it sounds like you might Do- might prefer that. Do you feel like that's a detriment? Like if you had to if I hate this. I hate what I'm about to yeah. say, Elliot. <laughs> and I'm sorry. If you had to rank the seasons, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz no, it was interesting. I remember cuz I, I didn't know how I felt at the time because it it did sort of feel tacked on, but then at the same time, I I don't know that I would have wanted to just hear more about like Joe Miller yeah. and Danny and and Lee Ashworth. So Yeah. Um I think if I had to rank them, I'd probably I mean, I don't know how much I'm being biased, but by this conversation, but I would have gone one, three, two. I think, okay. I think, season three, it, it's interesting because it tackles this whole, it, it tackles rape, and and so a, a huge sort of theme of, of the season is, is sort of um, sexuality and all that, and yeah, and that was just a really interesting, different theme for the show to try and take on, and yeah, and I, I've read interviews where Chib Chibnall sort of talked about how it was something he'd never really handled before, and and he found that challenging, but. Mm. in a good way and and i'd sort of you know i i thought it, it was a really good sort of way of tackling the issue um because it's you know obviously a pretty serious issue yeah um yeah interesting i yeah i like when i conceptually when i think about Broadchurch, i'm like this is a show that i conceptually like and i conceptually i want to keep watching it but then at the moment it's <laughs> i just don't have any pull to do so um but I did like the show a lot on the whole, and and let's maybe use I, this as, as the segue. Well, maybe I should have I should have I should have recommended you Grace Point instead, which What's... was the uh, US remake um, that only oh, went for no. one season. So you could have oh, just no. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who's in it? Uh, David Tennant actually, um, oh. and Chris Chibnall still directed. I think so. Interesting. I think it's actually regarded as like not terrible, but I think they just decided that they weren't gonna remake the rest of the seasons as well. But it's yeah, that's, I, that's I such think a it, weird thing to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really don't like because I I haven't seen any of it, but I read the Wikipedia thing. And it's just like it's David Chen and, and and Chris Chibnall behind the scenes, and then they've just literally subbed in actors to play to play the, the same version. roles. Yeah. And it's just like I don't understand why any of this yeah, is, why does, is necessary. Why do people feel like you need to make like oh they won't get the accents? 
oh, it's a, a, a British small town is so different to an American small town. I mean, I guess there's an element of truth in that, but it's like <laughs> they think they I, I can't think relate to it, or yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and there's just been so many absolute train wrecks. I think everyone just wants to recreate the U.S. office, mm. and they're not, they're not looking at the the graveyard that's filled with u.s in-betweeners and, and US yeah IT fucking hell u.s in-betweeners <laughs> um yeah well that's a pretty pretty down note to end on but let's bring it back by talking about <laughs> overall my thoughts liked it season one yeah. so good season two uh, we'll see we'll see jury's still out that's that's relevant that's a relevant piece of wordplay there um <laughs> Yeah, if I had to give it a number, which I do for this format, yep. I would probably give it an eight and a half out of ten. I I, I really did enjoy it quite a lot. Um, wow! So we we really are still following the the Dirk Gently episode because I think that's what I gave that. Yeah, I mean they're basically so, the same show. Yeah. Let's be real. <laughs> Dirk Gently and Broadchurch, the same yeah. thing. They're they're you know come on <laughs> Chibnall, you know get get your own show. Actually, I think Broadchurch came out before Dirk Gently, so. Oh well, we'll, well Dirk Gently was written by a British author way before that, so it's clearly just a that's true. plagiarism that's of, true. of Douglas Adams. Um yeah. Yeah, Broadchurch is basically a TV adaptation of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, the book. Um <laughs> Alright, I, I that's us for the fortnight, I think. Let's just yep. stop before we go any further there. <laughs> um Remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook if you want to interact with the show. Uh, you can leave us kind of your thoughts on what you thought about Broadchurch in our Reddit threads, which you can find in the links in the show notes down below. Um, you know what? Leave us a review on iTunes as well. That would be helpful. Do it. You should. It would be a good idea. Uh, you can also check out our website, which has links to do all of those things if you can't figure them out. That website is mediamdpodcast.com. Um, that also has links to our discussion threads, a contact form, as well as all of the previous clues for the Media MD ARG. You can help figure out just who is Dr. MD and why his boat's so burned. Elliot, what's our clue? Fern. Fern. And we'll see you next week.